0: Hey there everybody, this is Scott Grimes. I play Gordon Malloy on the Orville and you are listening to the Planetary Union Network Orville Fan Podcast.
1: Dig it! This is Geek Punk.
0: A Google Media
2: Production.
3: Welcome to Planetary Union Network, the Orville fan podcast. I am Dan Taylor, and with me are my two lovely and adorable co hosts. Yeah, see, adorable even threw me off, but you guys are lovely. <laughs> Joe Quickle and Michael May. How are you, gentlemen?
0: Yeah, what's up, you lucky bastard?
3: i'm not talking to you i'm jealous (laughs) i'm exhausted do you have any idea what it's like to be entrenched with the troops of the orville at san diego comic-con not yet No. (laughs) i walked almost 10 miles on saturday alone according to my fitbit wow um but yeah this is our post san diego comic-con international orville wrap-up um, we're going to discuss the panel and what was said at the panel, and we are also going to break down the uh, preview trailer that they showed for season two a little bit. We won't get into much uh, as far as spoilers go, because that's not our, uh, our style, that's not how we play. Uh, it's not how we bounce, as the kids would say. But uh, before we get uh, any further, I just want to run down a, co- a few quick thank yous before I forget. Um, none of this would have been possible without, uh, Tom Castantino. He, uh, you know, you, all the Orville fans out there, you know, of this man, he's associate producer on the show. He was a big help on getting me down there to Comic-Con to, uh, observe this and hang out with the crew. Um, <laughs> <Tom>. Nicole Crawford, <laughs> Jason Roberts, Brooke Noska, Hillary Wills, Julia Hodges, and Lex Kazar were all, um, great Uh, to hang out with and to uh, discuss the show with and learn things about the show and uh, give me the opportunity to get in and find out more about it so I can report it to uh, Orville fans that listen to the, hear to the podcast. So, gentlemen, um, before we go any further, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that may not have, well, I know there weren't a lot of people that got into see the panel because uh, even some of our own people couldn't get in. It was that crowded. Wow. I've got a great story to tell you about how security tried to uh, actually escorted me out of the panel for a moment. We will discuss that uh, later in the episode. But um, why don't we go ahead and roll the audio of the panel. I think we have that, right, Joe? We've got it. Let's do it. Hey, Seth. Can I eat
4: during this? They don't feed you here. Ah, that's fine. Okay, thanks.
5: Uh, I was going to ask you the first question. If you want to wait to, that's fine. I'll, that. I'll open this afterwards. All right. On. Uh, so, what's your takeaway? The show aired. We did a season. What's your what going into season two? What was your what were your big takeaways from from what we did last year versus what we're going to try to do this year? What,
4: uh, for me, the you know the nice thing. This show was a tonal experiment of sorts. Um, comedy and sci-fi when you blend them together don't always mix well i think in features they do in television it's a little hard to sustain so we were trying something kind of difficult um but the pleasant surprise for me was that uh that the fans the viewers were were willing to let us tell a story they weren't waiting for the next joke to come every three seconds they they allowed us to kind of be a sci-fi show which was really at at, at the end of the day what this is i mean it's the comedy in the show was always intended to sort of be a garnish and the other thing that was very gratifying is um look different stories call for different tones if it's a lighter story your tone is light if it's a heavier story your tone's gonna be heavier and and life has different tones your, your every day is different and some days are bad and others are good and and you know that that variance from episode to episode was embraced by the fans and they 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 really got it and uh and that was gratifying to see and i think what you're going to see in season two is a show that is even more comfortable in its footing as far as existing in that Goldilocks zone, um, and you know we, we didn't know what to expect when we started it, but I, I, this this every episode feels like a movie, uh, and I think you're gonna dig it.
2: So, cool.
5: I'm gonna jump down to the end of the panel. John, you're new to the show this year, although you did direct Krill last year. And your credits, uh, you know, just sort of talking about that tonal balance that Seth's talking about, not a lot of comedy in your credits before you got here. How do you approach that as, as, a, as a director? How do you approach coming to the show and, and uh, doing your job?
6: Actually, no credits in comedy at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, when, when, uh, I know Brandon from 24, and he's one that sort of brought me over and said, take a look at the show. And again, it was a little foreign to me. I've done sci-fi before, but never with comedy. And, uh, but then I looked at it, I looked at the script, I looked at the shows that they were doing and I realized, look, this is just good storytelling. And if comedy is part of that good storytelling, then I'm in. I'm totally in. And uh, I just really enjoyed having to do something completely different for me. And the Krill episode was really neat because I started working with Seth as an alien the first, I think, three <laughs> days. I hadn't seen his real face. He was just an alien. And Scott was great, too, because He was just funny to look at, period. Uh, I don't don't know what quill outfit they gave him, but it had this kind of belly, and his ears made him look like a mouse. And So I was like, wait, this is completely different. I've never really done anything like this. And so it was was really fun for me right away. But I realized as we shot that last scene, if you remember the episode, uh, it had a really serious message. And I thought, this is a really nice combination, something completely different uh, than anything I've seen or worked on before.
4: It's worth, it's worth mentioning before we get too far into this yeah. that the look of this show in season two is 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 really an, uh, a step upward it's 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 very cinematic every hour feels spectacular and, and a, a huge amount of that has to do with John Kassar Um <laughs> one, one of the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life it's 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 for someone like me it's very rare that you get to you Find something that you can exhale with and trust. And I was a big 24 fan for years, and I, I've just been blown away by what this guy can do. He's truly one of the most gifted filmmakers I've ever encountered okay, in my career.
2: You. So, anyway. you, you. Now we can move
5: on. So talking to the cast, I mean, you know, it's this sort of cliche, oh, we're like a family. But you guys are kind of like a family. Uh, your first season on the show, anybody want to jump in about... What what this experience was like. Peter, you were, it, was this your first sort of regular show, on, regular job on a series? I mean, was, yes, no? I don't I mean know like TV? TV. Oh, uh,
7: sure. <laughs> 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 Sorry, editorial
5: like, like, things? Or? I'm no, just no, sort no, of I'm asking just, questions yes, about yes. like. You know, I see these
7: people more than I see my own family.
5: Yeah. So, uh, and, and you TV. like it? Hey,
7: that's family. Yep, not necessarily. <laughs> it is, it is my home away from home. It is my space family, my uh, misfit toy box, my house, and uh, it's it's such a joy to uh, having spent this amount of time with these people uh, that you've grown to love and you know, you know, idiosyncrasies and just like you know, habits and things that you don't like about them. You love about them. like, oh, I'm not going to talk to him that day. It's Wednesday. Uh, so. You're talking about me? Yeah. I said him. I said him. I want to talk to um, him. It
8: is funny, though, because uh, I see you as Bordis. No one Wayne knows Bortus. who I am. I come to Craft
7: Services. They're like, sir, 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 can I help you? Can I help you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just want a donut. And they're like, uh, no, it's for cast only. And I'm, like, I'm on the show. How'd you get on a lot? Um, yeah. But I. <laughs> <laughs> I can work my way in every
5: Wednesday, I Wednesdays are my favorite days, you know. Uh. Uh, so, when you're, I, you know, it's obviously not the hardest work in the world, but the, you what know... What did you just say? Uh,
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, you're doing long days on the bridge. Uh, the bridge is a tough set to, to, to shoot on, you gotta shoot lots of angles. You guys, do left time, left. Scotty, Jay, you guys do anything to kill the time, make it? Scotty, Jay, you guys do anything to break the Specifically,
7: Scotty and Jay, what do you do? Yeah.
6: Well, we're oh. right at the front, right? Yeah. So we get our close-up side yeah. of the way right away. So we have to sit there for yeah. nine hours well, while you all do your things. Thing. <laughs> we came up. We did come up with a. We do like a TV show called uh, John and Gordon at the helm. <laughs>
8: yeah,
6: at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> the helm I'm assuming John. it annoys everyone behind us, but. Yeah and we, yeah.
8: We're like, right we're like the host of, a, you know, like a morning show. And it's like, you're at the helm with John. Hey, here we
6: are at the helm with John Gordon. and Oh, yeah. you know, we have a special guest today, yeah. John.
8: Welcome. Uh, hey, yeah, you know, guys here, we're with the cast of the They're in space, doing space stuff. Yeah. See, hey, is still so asleep. Yeah, yeah. Bordis yeah. is sleeping. He doesn't like us today. It's Wednesday.
7: Or <laughs> uh, sleeps on Wednesday
8: Classic Wednesday, Porter <laughs> So we
6: just do that, and it's not funny As you can tell
8: <laughs> By the way, but seriously We do it because We take the heat of being The annoying, let's keep the energy high yeah. Because when you're on the bridge for A long it's time It's awful
7: when you guys are not funny like, <laughs> like,
8: oh, Come on But it wakes you up though so we, try to, we just try to keep the energy high I guess. I've heard Seth on many occasions just if we start that helm thing and just
6: under your breath I hear you go oh my god <laughs> not again
8: and then, and then when he does it I go I think we have a question from the audience so. <laughs> call, her, call her
5: your life Penny you like to keep the energy up as well I notice that when you come onto the set I also notice if you follow Penny on social media she has a little ritual no, that she like does. Dance on. what is that
3: I my morning dance on. If, if I wake
7: us? up in the morning, I go into the hair, makeup. Show us. Makeup. Can, you show us can, you, can you show us what? That, okay, put yeah, some. Like? Okay, okay, give me the beat. Give me the beat. Oh.
4: Soleil, were you not? <laughs> Kassar, Kassar,
6: dare you to stand up right now. Uh, <laughs> David,
2: is that have podium hiding, David. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but,
8: but do you guys get the joke? We
2: just got Orville.
7: Can you come to the bu- Blackboard, yeah,
8: by the way, it literally says, please be aware that members of your audience may be under 18. <laughs> <laughs> they know more about that than we do. Yeah. <laughs> they just <laughs> discovered that just now. I did. Hey, what you're your feeling is <laughs> natural, everybody, from Penny Dancing. It's okay. It's part of
2: life. <laughs> everybody just
7: stand up slowly and hug your neighbor. <laughs>
6: You know, David, that could be your last question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that
5: I need to do anything else. Uh, Was there a question? Mark? Yes. You there? Uh, so you're trapped in that costume all day. How do you... How, what, what, what process are you using to stay Isaac? What pro-
4: well, uh, I, I, I tend to take a break as often as I can from being Isaac <laughs> because he's so intense. Like, this guy is... You know, it's like inhabiting the most amazingly intense skin. And uh, obviously, I'm really method, so if I did actually keep in character, these guys would be really freaked out. And uh, as a Brit, you know, I have a role to be quite dour and uh, quite, uh, you know, keep, keep these guys in check. Because if I was really funny, uh, I don't know, we'd, we wouldn't get any work done. Really. You on a different show? Yeah.
2: Mark
8: is really funny, Mark. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's nice to take the helmet off now and again,
5: which does happen as soon as I can. Um, I'm having trouble understanding it. What, <laughs> what was that? I couldn't understand <laughs> it. doesn't
2: matter. Uh, it's
1: the
5: accent, I know. I'm so sorry. I, I, I shall enunciate it better for you guys. Thank you. Know. <laughs> Adrian, uh, <laughs> you had some uh, great moments last year. Uh, I, I think mostly about that episode where you're competing with Seth for Rob Lowe. Episodes, and I so think.
2: How he picked you in a
4: weird way. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah, Rob Lowe picked me. Yeah. I think
2: he did. I don't
4: know how I feel about that. Though. All right, I'll take it. I mean, I wrote the damn thing, so I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't write that one, did I? No, you didn't. No. So you
2: know. What? <laughs> yeah. oh,
4: thank you, Liz Heldens Yeah, you rewrote it. Uh, <laughs>
5: question for you, Adrian, but did, were there any favorite, my name? <laughs> did, any favorite moments from last year where, where either you did or one of the other actors did on the show? That... I mean,
7: there's tons of fun moments. I, I think the Krill episode is probably my favorite thing.
0: Good job,
2: John. Nah. It's all you.
5: I yeah, think a good script, too. Um, <laughs> did you write that, there? you He wrote it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I thought the rewrite of that episode was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was amazing. Save my ass. Uh, We're still shooting that one, right? Yeah.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh, what do you mean? Oh, 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 that's the groaner? We really Uh, love doing the show, guys. (laughs) uh, You know, one of the. uh, I'm going to ask Peter and Chad, you guys are playing a couple. What do you mean, playing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's a method actor. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what goes into that for you guys? Uh, you know, I you know this is this is truly one of the greatest creations of the show that Seth created is that couple, uh, Boris and Clive. I don't think sure. we've seen anything like that on yeah. television in any form. And, uh, you know, really the the it's interesting because when we audition uh, other actors to play Mocklins, we show them what these guys do, and they still don't get it, like, which means that these guys are doing something that is very hard, and I'm just curious, or, or, (laughs) never mind, all right, all right, so what, what, goes into it, does anything go into that, or is it just instant? Well,
1: first and foremost, when we're in the makeup trail, and we both, you know, get into our get-out, we do
7: that dance that Penny was doing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> do go on, man.
7: It's really hard for the Mega Martins. <laughs> <big laughs> <of lawyers. laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we, that's what goes into it.
3: Um,
1: you know, Peter and I are both uh, classically trained actors. Um, Peter and I, we love to play. We come from the theater, we love to play. So it's, it's easy to go to work with this guy because it's, it's 100% all in. You know, and uh, and we are relying on our classical training, believe it or not. We really are relying on our classical
7: training to really pull off what it is that we're doing. We have to be astute with language and tone and rhythm. And um, that's the cool thing about what we get to do is that I feel like now, uh, I, I, and forgive me, like I feel like I, I, I live in Seth's head in some weird way. You hear me at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, but I feel like he he writes specifically cadence-wise, uh, like sonically-wise, for for these for these for the for the for these guys, and uh, y- you kind of write in there, and it's all laid out for you. And you're like, why would you write this about me? Um, but because it's like I feel like he's paying attention to what we are stepping up to with the material, and it just kind of writes itself. Um, I will say that I think Clyden shops entirely too much. Yeah. Um, I have Excuse two me. pairs of slacks. Excuse me. Clyde definitely has the I, gotta best you, stuff. Yeah. I gotta do something. I gotta do with that money you make. Clyden is fresh <laughs> to
8: <of> death. <laughs> like you've been shopping again. Okay. No, I'm okay. a fashionista. I'm she's a fashionista. <laughs> no, you know, wait, I'm <laughs> fashionista. but I want to I w I wanna I wanna jump in on that real quick as far as talking about approaching this from, you know, a, a classically trained actor. As you know, there's a lot of jokes in it, and you know, we have the sci fi world, but there's something that I really noticed that they do that I think is just extremely smart. One time I was talking to Peter about something random about the show, and he said, Yeah, English is Bordis' second language. So I have to think about it as it being the language that I had to learn. And I thought about how sort of deep that was to approach a character like that, because Seth writes and all the writers write very sort of poetically and you can find the rhythm and the cadence, but I thought that was a really sort of smart way to approach the character. So, you know, as silly as the show can be or, you know, people may not understanding the depth of the two characters, I think the people that do get it are like, they see the work that goes into it. So I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm a fan, so, that's yeah. it. Yeah. No, but, like, we'll
7: talk um I'll give you the $100 when we get off stage. <laughs> no, but, but having the, the, the privilege, I guess, or the luxury of, of being in the room with the guy who, who heard it first, right? And so uh, Seth is a wordsmith. He's like a conductor, right? And so, you know, we were, what was, was it, yesterday? <laughs> How many takes did we do last night? <laughs> <laughs> it was like 50 takes of four four lines, and I mean, it just like, I Say it was about oh, about fifty thousand dollars worth of takes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have time for that. But but you know, to spend the time to get it right, and you know when it's right, you know what I mean. And so and I feel like he writes that way for all, or you know, of all, all of us, like the dry sense of humor that us kind of has, and Isaac's language, and John's language, and Gordon's language, all different. So, you know, it's like herding hairless cats, and and, and somehow or another, you know that feeling. Anybody hairless cats, anybody I know? But it, it has that feeling of specificity, you know what I mean? And so when you have an opportunity to work on language like that with the person who's like, and make sure you get that, don't, 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 don't say can't, say cannot. And, and,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: anyway, it's that specific, and it's a joy. It's a joy. Twenty three, twenty
5: nineteen, eighteen, seven. Oh, it's. Oh, we're running. We're counting down. Okay. Uh, Brandon. Brandon hasn't had a chance to talk. Brandon. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Just uh, talk a little bit about like our process uh, as we got in the writers' room in season two. Like, what? You have any recollection of that? It was a while ago. Uh, but like, what? What do you remember uh, about how we approached it, and
4: uh... for season two? Yeah.
5: Well, the
4: there, there two huge changes were what Seth was saying earlier. That the experiment was a success, right. so that in season two, the, the storytelling is more, even more assertive and bold. And really, there's some daring stuff that happens, some narratively daring stuff
6: that will really is just amazing to me. And I think the
4: other main thing was when we were writing season one, we didn't have the cast. So you're imagining who's going to be playing these roles. And once the actors get into the roles, it, cha- it changes ev- everything, the way you're approaching the characters. You know? yeah. um, it, they be- It's just a, a huge difference. It's mm-hmm. such a great cast, perfectly cast. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. you. <laughs>
5: Well, why don't we, uh, I see we only have like 20 minutes left, so why don't we uh, line up with the mics ask questions, take some Q&A. Uh, somebody's already there, over there. Go ahead. Hi.
2: Hi. Uh, my question's for the creative team. Uh, the Orville definitely feels like
3: uh, a love letter to the Star Trek universe, which we definitely appreciate as fans. But you can be a fan and know not everything was always perfect. And I'm wondering if any of you saw something in Star Trek that you wanted to fix, that you pulled over to the Orville.
4: You know, I mean, there's, there there are two things. I mean, uh, the the first, I mean, there was never anything I I thought needed to be fixed about that. I was a fan when I was a kid and still am. But um, I think, the, the absence of a version of that kind of show that does what they used to do, something that's optimistic, bright, forward-thinking, um, episodic, you know that 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 doesn't really exist right now, and so there's a space that's kind of been opened up for that kind of show to occupy, and and I, I missed that kind of storytelling, and and um, and and it was a, a void that I was trying to fill with this show. Um, I I think what the thing that Feels new to me about about the way we handle this genre is that you know there there is a certain rigidity to most shows that take place on a spaceship. There's a certain operatic quality that just kind of goes hand in hand with that genre, and I have never really seen a show. You know, the Next Generation kind of dealt with it to some degree, but a show that really um, kind of kind of casualizes a lot of what goes on. Because in reality, if you were actually serving on a ship of this type, there'd be downtime where you're just kind of shooting the shit and you're, you're just kind of slacking off and, and, and being being casual. And, and that's something I hadn't seen. And, you know, the, the, the attempt was to sort of give this very operatic genre a sort of Albert Brooks kind of grounded tone in, in a way that, that, uh, that, uh, that was a hybrid that I hadn't seen. And it took us a, a, a little bit to kind of find that balance, but, but I feel like we did. Thank you.
2: And thank you for the optimism.
4: <laughs> Hello there. Um, so I've noticed with some shows when they first start to be marketed they're marketed one way and then the show kind of becomes something else and The Orville was an example of that show. So I was wondering when the show first started when it was marketed then as it kind of the season started to go did you mean for it to like, kind of like start very comedic and then just kind of go more dramatic or did it just kind of happen naturally? No, the show was always intended to be what it is now. I, I think I think the marketing spin initially and look, I'll say this by saying I think the work that the marketing team at Fox did on this season is stellar. I think they just did a knockout job with that trailer. Um, initially, the show I think was a little misrepresented in season one. It, it it was it was marketed as a comedy. I'm not I'm not as a hard comedy. I'm not quite sure why. I think I think there was you know maybe maybe a little bit of of worry that that this was something so new and weird and different that it wouldn't land if it, if it wasn't put into a box. And, um, and you know, it, it wasn't necessarily representative of the show, but the nice thing is the fans stuck with it and they saw what we were and what tone we were, we were you know, the, the tonal balance that we were writing, and, and they embraced it, which, um, which was nice to see. But, I, yeah, I think initially the show was a little, a little bit misrepresented. Thank you very much, and I cannot wait for season two. Hi guys. Hi.
2: Hey.
6: I wanted to know um, what it was like working with Jonathan
4: Frakes.
2: <laughs> uh, he's back this week. Yeah, we're
4: working with him right now. Yeah, the same We've been right fraked. Oh.
7: Oh. <laughs> he's a great. He's an actor. He, as an actor, he, he's. a, uh, He's an actor, right? So when he, he, he's an actor, DP, passionate, nut job. Like roll up, the He is a nut job. And he's great and he's specific. And like, he, you know, uh, cause we were working last night and like, again, I got stuck in the weeds and like, I got literally could not, you know, just get it right. And he's just there. And like, he's like, you know, I was watching him. I'm like, can you stop moving? But he was like, he was feeling the words. So as an actor, uh, it's it's great because you know he knows what you what, what where you are and what's going on. He's in it with you, you know what I mean. And he's like you know sharp and and you know he's, he sings opera and weird songs that I don't know. He has a form of set Tourette's, which I uh, yeah, a, a really higher. Uh,
3: it scares you into acting. It's <laughs>
7: but it's like it's like being in a master class with you know with, with a master because he, under- he understands you know like the shots he's trying to get and he and. Only slightly makes you feel like a dumbass. Um,
2: <laughs>
7: when you do things, you're like, oh yeah, I really did just step in that whole big old pile of elephant dung, didn't I? Like, hey, David, I'm gonna tell you about. It. But he's, it you know. He never compares it though. He doesn't say this is how we. Use well, he it. said Scotty stepped in like it was like, ah, you know. Why could you do that for Why? me? Hey. <laughs> 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 so, from an actor, he's an actor's director, and it's great to know. That you have somebody, you know, who knows what you're doing, and, and, and he, he loves it. I can tell he loves it, because yeah, he inhabits so. it,
8: so it's so great. We we, li- we like him.
2: Yeah, energetically-wise, <laughs> <laughs> he
7: brings it. Like, these long hours, and, like, you know, he just, he's constantly, you know, brings this energy, I don't know how he does it. But also, like, shooting bridge scenes, which can take the longest, nobody knows a bridge more than that guy. I mean, Right? So Number one. It,
2: that's that's <laughs> the most <laughs> fun. We were up.
5: And if you ask him nice, he'll say red alert whenever you're on. It's great. <laughs> he'll do a lot if you ask him nice. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm,
7: <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that. Coach, <laughs> 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 you I was talking about. <laughs> Dang, Next.
0: Hi, I was wondering about the episode of Majority Rule, which bases everyone's life on uh, social media and where you got the inspiration for that and what you think of China kind of going the same way.
4: You know, that was... I, it's funny. I remember we wrote that episode the summer... I don't even know what... Was it two years ago? Uh, I don't
2: know.
4: And we thought we were all... <laughs> we thought we were all innovative, and then like five months later, the Black Mirror episode comes out. <laughs> stuff, and like, Fuck, everybody's going to think we're... But it's... It's, uh, <laughs> it's clearly a common concern um, given the fact that two shows... You know, touched on this independently. So I, I think it's, um, you know, look, it's 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 incredibly creepy. I mean, I think I think there are good things about social media and and Twitter. I think there are there are certain groups that we have seen a, a speediness of acceptance for certain marginalized groups that I think without the unification of social media would have taken a lot longer um, than it has. And so I think that's that's the positive side of social media. The downside. Is it can become a mob very quickly, and oftentimes does. Um, you know, you got, you got to look up the Justine Sacco case, and that's a perfect example. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's very creepy. I, 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 th- I think that's you know th- we're, we're not evolved enough as a species yet to not fall into the um, to, to not succumb to the rush of joining a group that is ganging up on another group or individual there's like a weird like uh, rush that that gives a lot of people when they're when they're they become part of a mob and so I, I, I think that that's it's too soon for us to independently govern ourselves in, in the way that social media attempts to but, Was yes yeah yeah. Seth, right. uh, uh, <laughs> this is for you. So you know, you cut your teeth in animation, and as you start to expand your EP portfolio, how do you find the challenges of working with you know live action, especially now in sitcoms, since you've already kind of uh, you know bled into the um, you know f- uh, feature film area when you're working now in sitcoms and dealing with a, a crew an extended period of time, not in booths? What challenges have you find? Even licensing, I'd be interested in that. Well, you, you dress like the Riddler, but you have the affectations of Anderson Cooper. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? It's like a talk show. Like, but to give, give me the short version of that question. Because I lost interest. <laughs> I was thinking about what joke I was going to make about what you're wearing and I wasn't listening. So ask me one more time. Sometimes that, that happens with me because I'm very insecure, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> From animation to sitcoms, what's the difference and we can, can we see anything more coming from you from a live action perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, I was in animation for 20 years and, and, and I still love it and I, I can see myself going back to it um, in one capacity or another. I. I I have very much enjoyed the immediacy of working with actors and and knowing what you have when you leave a scene. Um, you know, with animation, you gotta wait sometimes nine months to know whether the joke is working or not because it takes that long to do the to do the animation. So, you know, I, I'd like to keep a hand in both worlds if I can. Um, at at the moment, I, I'm ve- I'm. Very much enjoying the show. It's 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 oddly. I think I'm more comfortable in this genre than I have been in comedy for the past two decades. So I feel like maybe I've been in the wrong job for a long time. But um, so I, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd like to keep a. I'd like to keep doing both. But at the moment, it's it's you know this show is is has got my full energy. So uh, this is it for as you know as long as we stick around. Thank you.
5: He, uh, if it, he's, it's his full energy, but he got nominated for uh, two Emmys for the job he does on the side. Uh, <laughs> next question. Hi. Hey. hey. It's last, a kid. It's a kid. I'm
3: Last season, you showed boys eating cactuses and guns, and I was wondering if he
7: would eat anything else
3: this season, and
5: if so, what would it be?
2: Yeah. <laughs> So now I'm going to the English.
6: Made me come back to Hollywood, and this was the second reason. So, thank you to every single one of you in this panel. Real quick to Penny, between us girls, who's better, Captain Sisko or Yafit? Come on. Woo! Woo! Come
2: on. Come on. Come on. Can you, dance again? you do not have to ask that question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're next to a Hershey bar compared to a green. Uh,
2: blob of jello? Okay. Come on
5: now. <laughs> that's, that's,
2: that's, <laughs> Come on
4: now. You got the answer to that <laughs> Oh, look. Hey! Yeah! yeah. yeah. Alright! Okay. Uh, finally, somebody is dressed as one of our characters. Well, uh... <laughs> Have there been people dressed as horrible characters that we haven't been out on that?
5: We got a prize oh, for you yeah. for the first, after your... You get, a, you get one of these skulls signed by the panel. These skulls. These skulls. Are set dressing for an episode in uh, second season. I'm not gonna r- reveal what it is, but uh, the panel signed them. And uh, first person showing up in a costume got one. Actually. So, the original plan was we were going to give to the first person who asked, What are those skulls on the table? But nobody asked. <laughs> so, you get the question. It's Comic It's Comic Con. Ask your question.
7: So, my question is we've seen that the characters on the Orville have watched Seinfeld. So, if <laughs> Seinfeld exists
2: in the Orville,
7: and they've made references to Star Trek on
2: Seinfeld, does that mean that the Star Trek TV series exists? Somebody idiot? please
4: escort. Hey hey, 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 hey! Who wants to so, It's a dilly. Dilly, dilly, it's a very good question, and it's and I, it's one I thought about when when we were writing episode three when Claire says, "I'll be I'll be your Obi Wan," oh. and. Uh, I don't think there's any easy, I don't think there's any way to answer that that would be satisfying to anybody. <laughs> That's why I asked it.
5: Another skull, too, because she's skull. skull. Look at this. Hey. 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 Uh, go ahead. Um, I was actually a big fan of Mockingbird on Agent's Shield. So... Yeah. yeah, she's not rolling back.
2: Um, no, I know. But I
7: thought that when you came over to the Orville, it'd be a little less stunt heavy, but I see you guys go hard. Um, do you have a favorite stunt?
5: Any of you? Well, I mean, Adrian does a lot of her own stunts. you have a stunt that you did that you enjoyed or hurt you particularly? <laughs> <laughs> you, and, you
4: and John Cassar are a very good team as far as that's concerned. Yes, yes, enjoy
2: working
6: with her. Yeah, actually, when you see that trailer and you start taking it frame by frame, which I know you will, you'll see a great shot of her running away from a real explosion, a really big explosion. It's really
7: cool.
5: Well, thank you very
2: much. Uh, All
3: right, so there you have it. Um, You may have seen snippets of the video online of the panel, but that uh, pretty much there's the whole panel as it was presented, the audio of it anyway, uh, without the introductions as everybody came on. So um, I was there, it was pretty awesome. I, I had front row seats because I'm special that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, did, what did you guys think of it um, after listening to the uh, panel?
1: I have a couple of questions just because I'm only listening to the audio of it. And um, so some, some of the visual gags. Uh, well, first of all, like I really wish I could have seen the dance. Um, <laughs> it
3: sounds awesome. I, th- I think it, the dance is out there. Yeah, the dance video is out there. You can find it, Michael.
1: All right. Thank you. Um, (laughs) There was a joke about what would Bordis eat in the coming season, and and he did something that was visual that I I couldn't tell what he was doing. What was that about?
3: He took uh, his name card in front of him, of where he was sitting, and proceeded to eat the whole thing. Okay. Cool.
1: Um, And I think the only other question is um, so. You could tell there. the question and answer period. There were a couple of uh, Orville cosplayers. What were they dressed as?
3: Uh, Alara's. Both of them? Yes, uh, both of them were. uh, The one, maybe one we'll just say had the red um, uniform on. I don't know if she had the prosthetics. But the other one we saw, we got a picture of. There's a picture of her with Tom uh, reposted on Twitter. And it's a great, great outfit. Cool. And there were...
0: They were given a few, uh, a few things for being um, in costume too.
3: Yeah, they had skulls on the um, panel, which looked on the table, which looked kind of, kind of spooky. I, I'm like when Brandon Braggett came out, they uh, did announce that he and Seth um, are working on Clive Barker's Books of Blood, I believe. Yeah. So. So that, those skulls looked much more appropriate for that. But um, the skulls were from an upcoming episode that everyone will see in season two, and they were all signed and autographed by the cast and, and the producers that were there. So if you sh- were there in costume, uh, you got one. So they gave a couple of those away at the panel, which was pretty cool. And I think um, a few others you will see pop up for charity-type uh, um, auctions are such coming up so keep your eyes peeled for that i know penny is going to have one and um i'm not sure where the other skulls are going to end up so right off the bat before the panel just as the panel was starting um security came up to me in front row and escorted me out the door
1: so let me paint the picture here so are you sitting next to tom
3: I'm sitting next to Tom, and I have the audio recorder on my knee recording okay, and apparently um, security was upset that it was on during the showing of the of the preview trailer, which they showed uh-huh. right before the panel kicked off. okay, and then during the introductions, they went and got back up because apparently I'm a one nasty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And they had the biggest security guard (laughs) come... I mean, and this this wasn't... We're not talking about con security, you know, the volunteers. Yeah. We're talking guys that are wearing the all-black suits with the ties. Ooh. And have, you know, the earpieces in there, you know, (laughs) listening for Secret Service type stuff. Yeah. So they pull me out, and they're saying, okay, you can't record it. You need to delete that. And the recording that I was using the piece of technology, I had no idea how to just erase it for them right there. Mm
2: -hmm. So I'm
3: like, so I'm just like, here, take it. Just go ahead and take it. I'm like, no, we can't take it from, we just want you to, to, um, erase it. So I pull, I pull out the, and I felt like kind of like a douche doing this, but I'm like, I'm with the show. (laughs) 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 I didn't go as far as say, don't you know who I am, but I'm like, <laughs> I am the digital content producer. <laughs> <laughs> and so they let me go back in and record everything, so everything was fine after that. But Tom was like, you, "You." when I sat down back next to Tom, Tom was like, you told him you were with the show, didn't you? And I go, yeah, yeah, of course I did, no problem. <laughs> so a, a lot of people we introduced to <laughs> Myself, too. Uh, I was introduced as Dan Taylor um, on the Orville. He's the digital content producer. So that's that's our title, guys.
0: Oh, awesome. Hey,
3: that's fine. I can deal with that. Digital <laughs> content producer. Um, so, yeah, the panel was a lot of fun. You could tell um, that the cast and crew there were having a good time. Um, it was pretty laid back. Uh, nothing major. Uh, Seth was a trooper. I think that was the fourth panel in a row that he had been on that day. Wow. Yeah, I think the schedule was that. Yeah.
0: There was Cosmos and then Family Guy and American Dad and then Orville, right?
3: Right. So, um, so yeah, the they had a lot of you know they did of course they didn't. Expand on much. Seth is very into keeping things um, a secret for the fans or for the viewers to experience when they see the show. As it should be. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it was relatively spoiler-free. A lot of of what you see in that trailer, you could start speculating on stuff and seeing some, you know, uh, seeing some neat things. Um, but I don't think it gives away any any major secrets, and, and Joe knows this, and Michael knows this, um, since we've been privy to some information. There is a lot of cool, cool stuff coming up for season two. Yeah, there is. That that as awesome as that preview trailer was, it doesn't come close to you know relaying exactly how awesome season two is going to be.
1: Yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, there's some really cool visuals in there uh, in the trailer, Um, but you can you can even tell like just the way that it's cut um, that they're deliberately leaving some stuff out. Like uh, there's a bit at the very end where um, where uh, Ed is talking to somebody and saying "Welcome to the galaxy," and and it's very deliberate. Like they're not showing you who he's talking to. Um, So it was it was very well done.
3: And. Um, Patrick Warburton was a neat surprise. Bitching. You caught that right, Michael?
1: What <laughs> was he the elephant dude? Yeah. Yep. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. So yeah, as far as as far as panels go, um, I mean it was exciting when I had to deal with security. Uh, it was a fun crowd. The questions from the audience were. Most of them were good. Um, I don't know if Seth was thrilled. You mentioned you you heard where Seth was talking about the guy who was in the last one, the Cosmos, and making fun of his suit. <laughs> he was he was dressed as the Riddler, and I don't I don't believe Seth appreciated the Orville being referred to as a sitcom.
1: Yeah, especially after going to. Pretty great links uh, throughout the rest of the panel. <laughs> say this: It's not really a comedy. It's like a, a comedy is the the spice. I forget exactly what the analogy
3: was that he used. But uh. and this was the kind of the uh, coming out party for John Cassar. He he's been involved with the show from first season, directed an episode, The Krill. But he he's his hands are much more into it this time for second season. Um, and I got a chance to. To actually talk with John for a little bit before the panel started. Super nice guy. Um, I think he may even be our next guest on the podcast. Oh. Uh, though that can change due to schedules. But uh, hopefully in the next uh, few weeks or so, we'll have a chance to talk to him. And we'll talk about what what it's like getting the episode two or season two ready after the first season and what is, you know, some of the changes again, no spoilers or anything like that. Just, um, sort of the gears, the nuts and bolts of working on a show like the Orville. Um, I also had the opportunity to talk to Adrian Palicki, who is absolutely wonderful. And confirm that she is going to come onto the podcast to talk with us. Nice. That's going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. Um, again, I chatted with Scott Grimes once again. We're going to have him on again probably before the season two starts. Um, also had a chance to talk to Mark Jackson briefly again. Uh, finally meet him face to face. He's been on the pod- our podcast before. As well as David A. Goodman's ready to come on anytime. So we've got him lined up. So... So these people, the Orville people love us. So we're in, we're in good company. Um, and things are looking good for not only season two of the Orville television show, but essentially season two of the Planetary Union Network, the Orville fan podcast. <laughs> 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 um, what else we got, guys? Um, uh, so
1: did you... Um, I, I know there was like a Facebook live Q&A or something like that after the panel. Or
3: Yeah, actually what happened after the panel is all the cast and the producers like David and, and Brandon and, and John Kassar, they all headed over to uh, the Fox booth on the showroom. And Michael, you've been to San Diego. You know how crazy that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this, uh, San Diego was no exception. It was, it was a zoo. It was a madhouse as usual. Um, and then, uh, Fox has one of those fancy booths where the, uh, elite get to hang out on a second story. Oh yeah. Nice. And so naturally that's where you could find me (laughs) during the signing of the posters I was up there, and I was up there hanging out with our friend Andre uh, Bormanis. I think I posted a picture of that yeah. on our feed. And again, I talked to Andre. We're already talking about what we're going to do for our second annual Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. I love those. Uh, that was even fun. though, yeah, even though the Orville won't be premiering till the end of December, there's still plenty of stuff, scientific stuff, to talk about that happened in the first season that happened after we aired that Thanksgiving first Thanksgiving episode. So we'll be talking about that. Cool. And stuff. So, um, Andre is excited, uh, to come on again and do that. So if anything, this, this, my trip down to San Diego proved, uh, just a great opportunity to line up guests for our, our listeners in the coming months. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, and, and Michael, you've been to Comic-Con. There's so much more that happens there beyond just what's there on the showroom floors or in the panel ballrooms or at the booths. Um, the whole Gaslamp Quarter district and all the bars and restaurants just become a wave of the entertainment industry and the hundred, thousands and thousands of fans that are that swarm there for that and so i was hanging out with a lot of of the people that work on the orville you know people we've had i guess of course you know tom and um brooke who we've had who works in visual effects uh hillary wills who's uh one of the editors uh, but i met lex kazar um, for the first time and he is the concept illustrator of the show cool also happens to be the son of john Kazar. Uh, we, we got anything else guys well, I was
1: wondering if you went to any parties or anything like that that are worth
3: talking about. No parties. I didn't go to the Entertainment
0: Weekly party. All right. And um, oh, just we just wanted to say thanks to everyone that donated to uh, Our House Grief Los Angeles uh, for the second annual Orville
3: Golf Tournament. All right. And as we gear up for Season 2, there's going to be more stuff online coming out. It's just the nature of the beast. And I just want to remind our listeners that we're in a really good place with the Orville uh, production staff. And that's how we are able to provide you, our listeners, with uh, verified and solid information about the show, the Orville, the production of, and what's going on. So we're not going to, again, I'm going to reiterate, we're not going to get a lot of speculation on our part to broadcast about. That's great to do, and it's part of being a fan. And trust me, we speculate about a lot of stuff that we still don't know about the program. Michael and Joe and I discuss it. Um, but we're going to kind of keep our speculation off of the podcast just because of our connection with the show. Because we don't want to anything, we don't want to validate what may or may not be right just by our pure speculation. So again, we know stuff that we're not at liberty to share. And other than saying that it's going to be great and you people will not be disappointed. Um, And we're going to steer clear from speculative rumor mongering and, and talking about actors personal lives and stuff like that if that's what you're looking for in a podcast you might check out some of the other ones but if you're looking for verified information that you can trust regarding the orville planetary union network is the podcast for you to listen to and we promised that we will never ask you for any money as well all right oh we we got to do our closer yeah we gotta do the close all right michael go
1: (laughs) Check us out: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat.
0: Fucking Tumblr,
1: <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> so much classier than Tumblr. How's that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So to fill All in right, the well, to fill in the blanks, there follow us on Twitter at planetary underscore Yugen. Facebook we're at planetary Yugen network, Instagram. Planetary Union Network. We're we're everywhere. Uh, We also have a website where you can get to all of our social media links and also stream all the content we have. So uh, that's at planetaryunion.net.
3: And if you aren't already listening to us on Spotify, we are now on Spotify. We are now on Spotify. Yes, we are. All right, thank you very much. And I am going to go collapse because I am still exhausted from Comic-Con. Good night,
1: everybody. Bye.